Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. You know, Stephen, I don't really know what to do with my hands. We've got a Ole Miss Focus podcast here. It almost is off this week. Way too damn early. Forgive my language. To I start still can't the show, use my is. left hand, though. So yeah, I don't true. know what to do with my other hand. Yeah, it's just too early for the bye week stuff. I mean, so much momentum, so much stuff going on with Ole Miss. And I don't got nothing to do this weekend <laughs> in terms of that. But hey, we're talking to Ole Miss nonetheless. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. He's Stephen Gagliano. It's great to be with you on this Friday, this off day Friday. At least you guys get to hang out. You know, go to LB's and see Greg and tell him that we sent you the best place in Mississippi to get your meat right there in Oxford, across from Kroger and University Avenue. But you can spend some time behind the grill and not have to stress about a football game. At least you have that going for you this weekend. But no Ole Miss football at all. What are you going to do? I mean, I know you're going to watch football still, but like, what are you going to do? Yeah, with with like that three hour block that I would always be watching the Ole Miss game. It might be not too cold to go to the pool. But I may just go sit out in the sun anyway and just oh, kind yeah. of enjoy the nice weather. Or watch the Ryder Cup. Could do that. Bryson DeChambeau hit a ball 417 yards. 417. <laughs> and it's it, the video is incredible. They moved people out of his way, like 100 people, and there were still people in the way. He just hit, he hit it over them, which that's not entirely uncommon on golf courses like that, but you've got to see the video. It's unbelievable. What was the? What did he shoot on the hole? He eagled. So it, oh, was, nice. a, it was a par five. He had 72 yards in. It's it's a complete dogleg right. It's number five at Whistling Straits. Complete dogleg right. But the only way that you can cut the corner is if you hit it as far as he did, it does and nobody else. Here's the picture of the hole. And you see the line that everybody else takes in white and the line he took in red. <laughs> Just up and over. He had 72 wow. yards into a par five <laughs> at a major championship course. Unbelievable. So you can watch that this weekend. Yeah, I actually, I will. And I saw like the initial, you know, the first tee off with all the fans around. Wave, people were waving little American flags. Yeah, awesome, it looks like isn't it? That's the kind of thing that even if you're not like a huge golf fan specifically, that's the stuff that you have to watch with the Ryder Cup because it's awesome. And they do a, such a great job creating that scene there. So oh, of course. I'm, I'm into that part for sure. Yeah, so check that out because the weekend slate's kind of kind of bad, honestly. It's I not mean, great. It, Ole Miss fans will be interested in state LSU for obvious reasons. Uh, you should watch Texas A&M and Arkansas as well for obvious reasons, but the nightcap's kind of dull. It's like Tennessee's a three-touchdown underdog in Gainesville. I mean, Clemson-NC State's going to be a vomit of a game. <laughs> you know, I guess it's somewhat compelling because I think NC State can actually kind of give them a bit of a, you know, give them a handful I feel the like way that, Clemson's played. And the way that NC State's offense looked against Mississippi State, this could be a very low-scoring game. So it's not going to be entertaining from no. that standpoint. It, it could be a very, you know, defensive struggle type of matchup there. Yeah, it's like get your uh, honey-do list out of the way this weekend before next weekend things get really, really real. <laughs> um, we get asked the question all the time, all the time, about what Ole Miss can do to keep Lane Kiffin. And, and we've talked about it before a little bit. Um People have been drawing attention to the Arkansas game, which, by the way, is three weeks away. And we ha- we got a couple of texts on the radio show yesterday about it. You know, I've seen it. 
and, and other places on Twitter or whatever, people are really pushing to sell out uh, the Arkansas game, which you should, and, and other places do. It's especially tough to do with the current climate, but I, my guess is they're going to sell the game out because they're going to. It's an SEC game. They're going to do it. At least I think so. But I've seen a couple of people say things like, I'm worried that because the game isn't sold out yet, Kiffin won't like that and stuff like that. I've seen people say things like that. And um, first of all, we are three weeks away. The game is going to sell out. It's, it, it's going to happen. Second of all, I looked at the seating chart. A lot of the lack of selling out is due to the fact that Arkansas, they'll bring, uh, Arkansas will travel relatively well. Right. They didn't sell their allotment at all. You look at where the visitors' sections are supposed to be in the stadium on the chart and where these blocks of empty seats are. Arkansas did a piss poor job <laughs> of selling their allotment through their school. Now, most people don't buy through schools anymore, right. and fan bases are traveling less and less and less to road games anyway. That is a clear trend, but that's also a factor here as well. When you look at where visitor sections are supposed to be, that's where a lot of those green dots are as far <laughs> as unsold tickets yet. As Arkansas fans, apparently, it, 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 according to the Ole Miss ticket website, where visitor fans are supposed to be is where there are clear blocks of empty seats. So, you know, people are very worried about it. I think you shouldn't be. It's going to be fine. You are going to have a great crowd. Not a full stadium, but a great crowd for the two-lane game. Hell, you had 47,000 people in Oxford for Austin P. And the like, two-lane game was going to be that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, we talked about how plus, yeah. right, the weather kind of just derailed that. And, yeah, the, the biggest thing, I think, is the time. With three weeks to go until that game, plenty is going to happen between now and then that will make or break people's decision, not just from the Ole Miss standpoint, but from the Arkansas standpoint. That game for them this weekend against Texas A&M, I think is a huge measuring stick for people making that decision of, do I want to drive down to Oxford to see this team? And they get Georgia the next week, too. Oh, do they really? I didn't realize that. They have well, A&M in Georgia before <laughs> before they go to Oxford, so Arkansas could be reeling a little bit. But, yeah, if you're one of those people, and I don't know how many there are out there, but we did get a couple of messages into the radio show worried about how the game's not yet. Uh, only places like Alabama are, are that way. I mean, hell, I told you guys what was it, Monday or, or Wednesday, that Ohio State had its smallest crowd since the 70s. They it was 30,000 like something people 30, there. 30,000 empty seats in Columbus, Ohio. It's anyway, it's going to happen. If you want to be a part of it, you can. Take, I mean, they're available online right now. Uh, you can get them. I'm not, I, I, it's not <laughs> something that I think fans should be worried about. I don't think it, so. It's going to be a, a packed, incredible environment and a huge game, and recruits are going to be there, and they're going to see great vibes and energy, and it's going to be fun. Also, game time. With setting the game time, I think, is another thing that some people wait yeah. for. Is it going to be 11 a.m.? Is it going to be 6 p.m.? That's something that you know people have to wait and see before you know you just kind of blindly buy your tickets. If you're a single person, whatever, or a young couple, you can make that kind of decision. But if you have like kids and all that kind of stuff to worry about, you can't just blindly buy tickets for a game without knowing when it's going to be. So, oh, for sure. So they're there. They're available for you if you want to. Uh, if you want to go. I've told you guys in the past, uh, don't take what you got for granted because you've got a pretty special player. That, hey, Lane uh, Kiffin said that exact phrase. So if, if there's Did a question, really? yeah, there's a question if 
he's listening, you know, or we've, we've wondered that before, and there's really no way to confirm that, but he said something very, very similar along those same lines. He said, I, I think people take Matt Corral for granted, and they don't truly appreciate how special some of the plays he's making are. So, again, very similar. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like he listens to this or something. He could. It's a real possibility. He could. He definitely does not. <laughs> he, he is too busy doing literally anything else. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, he got the internet going uh, for for a couple of things. First, I, we need to talk about this. I, I, I try to avoid it as much as I can, Stephen, because the conversation exhausts me about Arch Manning. Yep. I, I can't stand some of the way it's covered. And if you guys have been listening to this every episode, you know how I feel about it. I, I think most people who right now say that they know who the leader is, they're, forgive my language, they're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> nobody really knows, and that's how it should, how, that's how reshoot, recruiting should go. Um, you know, people can have guesses, and I'm fine with that, but when you have like local TV station in Louisiana say, my top five for Arch is this, it's like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? Your top five? Uh, why is that relevant at all? It, I hate the way it's covered. I think it's I think it's a little ridiculous. And there are some people, some Ole Miss fans, that think that Arch is like a Kiffin better sign him or else kind of thing. Or like the future of the program is riding on signing Arch Manning. Um, I don't buy that, and I'll explain why here in a little bit. But he did make a, a trip to Athens this past weekend. And I talked about this on the radio show some. I know recruiting is wanting to put your best foot forward, but when you're in college, you're 18 to 21, what you should be doing when you're in college is chasing women or men, if you're a female listener, finding a boyfriend, finding a girlfriend, whatever your situation may be, but you know, you know, chasing that around, getting girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, making friends, you know, Going to parties, also studying and getting an education. Eh, but, that part's underrated. You know, making friends, learning how to be an adult, and not painting a we want a 16-year-old boy on your <laughs> shirtless body. That was I, I mean, I ha I don't like to use the phrase cringe very often. That that's a very uh Gen X or Gen Z, whatever they yep. are term. Oh, that's so cringe. I, I, I seriously, I cringed when I saw Georgia students, you know, 19, 20, 21-year-old guys that should be, like, you know, talking to girls, drinking beer, hanging out, having fun, being a man with We Want Arch painted on their shirtless bodies. It's like, this kid is 16 years old. He's a, he's a kid. The kid's with— He's in the, high school. Yeah, the guys with that on their stomachs or wherever they had it painted— they probably won't even be in college when Arch Manning chooses Seriously, to go to wherever I mean, he goes. Oh my gosh, I thought that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What are you doing? Painting <laughs> we want 16-year-old boy on your shirtless <laughs> body. That is so bizarre, but that's kind of how silly uh, this whole thing has gotten. It, it, it's really just kind of ridiculous. It's, it's going to get sillier, I promise. The, yeah, That's you know the thing it. is we're still in the early stages of this thing. It is only going to get way more ridiculous with people trying to follow this kid around, get a sense of where he's going, trying to throw every interview at him. Every interview that you see from here on out with Peyton, Archie, 
Eli or Cooper Manning, they will ask that person, hey, where do you think Arch is going to go? I mean, it, yeah. it's going to be a thing from here until the day he signs. They Not talked even about just it commits. on the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. That's right. Which, I, w- hey, what did I, was it Peyton or Eli that said he's going to shock the world and go to West Virginia? Yeah, Peyton <laughs> talking to Pat McAfee. You know, that, talk about a shocker. That would be that would be uh, something. He must they love set, burning like, couches. couches. Yeah, yeah. That, what a wild place that is. Yeah, he will be visiting officially Ole Miss. I mean, he was there this summer. Uh, he was also there again when they fled from the hurricane. Uh, people ask all the time, "What are Ole Miss, is Ole Miss the favorite, or, or is he going to go to Ole Miss? And the answer is, I don't know. Uh, the answer is, nobody knows. But Ole Miss is in it. Yep. That's all, I mean, that's all I know, but there, there are people that say they're not, and they're full of crap. There are people that say that he's guaranteed to go to Ole Miss, and I don't believe that's true either. But he's definitely, or Ole Miss is definitely in the mix. And that's all you can really ask for right now. He'll take his OV when his uncle is getting his jersey retired. Um, It's a good time to do it. He'll be in Tuscaloosa next weekend. Pretty good audition for your offense and your your scheme and all that next weekend. So, um, I mean, that's just kind of where it stands right now. There's nothing really new to add. He's taken his visits. The family has done this three times now. This is number four. They know, uh, well, I guess... Recruiting in Archie's day wasn't like recruiting now, but certainly uh, I mean, not. Peyton and Eli's especially were pretty intense. Uh, th- they understand how the process works, and they're going to do it the right way, and they appear to be doing it the right way. He's taking all of his visits. Every quote he has about every school is glowing and nice, and you get like local recruiting guys that are really creepy that will take the one quote about Georgia or Clemson or whatever, and they'll make this huge article about, oh, Arch Manning loves Georgia and doesn't mention the fact that he says that exact thing about literally every other program he takes an official visit to. Every single one of the quotes from not just Arch Manning, but every single major recruit is always the same thing. It's the guys or the coaching staff there is really great. I love Kirby, his vision for the program. Yeah. You know, insert coach here. They just interchange those names at every single place they have a visit. So I don't know how many different articles you can create with those kind of statements. It's it's never ending. And, you know, each year there's there's going to be a new class of these guys, but yeah, Arch Arch Manning's rec- recruitment is just going to skyrocket this thing for years to come. It is. And you know, he's a 2023 guy, so there's still some time. But but I have heard and, and seen some Ole Miss people say things like, it's a make or break, or you have to sign Arch and all that stuff. And uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't try. I'm not saying he shouldn't be their first option. But if you're telling me that one quarterback prospect is any kind of a make or break, boom or bust, whatever expression you want to use, for Lane Kiffin, I think I think you're kind of foolish. If you look at quarterback recruiting specifically right now for Kiffin and what they're doing, if Arch happens to go somewhere else, they'll be fine. Will it suck? Yes. The last name makes this difficult. Will it suck to lose out on another Manning? Yeah. I mean, my God, the kid's last name is on the building that you practice in. Two uh, out of four isn't bad, though. It, true. If yeah. you lose him, it's not going to be... The end of the world. It, it won't be specifically because of how they've been able to recruit. I, I mean, you're telling me that this offense and this style and this program will not be able to sign blue chip quarterbacks. You're crazy. One, they got one in the last cycle. Altmaier was a four-star kid. 
uh, Justin Martin visited officially. He's from California, which, uh, by the way, Lane Kiffin made uh, a lot of waves on Twitter tweeting a picture from definitely not, what is it, LaGuardia in Los That's Angeles? New York. LAX. LAX, yeah. What am I thinking? I don't fly very much, obviously. Um <laughs> Definitely not the same terminal that uh, us uh, poor folks use uh, when we go to the airport. He had a special terminal, but uh, set the internet ablaze. My gosh, you should have seen the state fans in the replies just hoping that he was there to interview for the job, which I guess they can't use their brains because if he was actually there to interview for a job, which he wasn't, but if he was, he wouldn't tweet a picture of him being in Los Angeles. They kind of keep those things secret. But anyway... um, you know, if, if that sorry, if that didn't go as badly as it did and the way the firing happened, if that didn't occur how it did, there I think there would have been a potential chance that he goes back. But with how that happened, there's absolutely no way that he would ever go back to USC. Yeah, I don't think USC would go down that road either. I mean, that's not even worth talking about, <laughs> uh, to tell you the truth. But he he was in Los Angeles, presumably uh, checking in on Justin Martin, who's a, a blue-chip four-star quarterback from California that was committed to Cal, that visited Oxford and then decommitted from Cal. They've been in on him for a long time. He's got a visit to UCLA coming up soon, but he's a high-profile quarterback, and you watch his highlights, and he's ju- he's special. And then Lane Kiffin, so what was it, last night, the Los Angeles picture? Yes. And then today, he was in Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Put a picture of, like, the Utah State Capitol. Yeah. (laughs) There's uh, a four-star quarterback in Utah that they've been committing for a long time who's currently a Southern Cal commit, but guess who just fired their coach? Um, Quarterback recruiting, I guess, uh, Devin Brown is his name, by the way, if you want to look him up. Both of these guys are supremely talented. Uh, Brown will be visiting uh, Oxford uh, for the Arkansas game, according to my good friend Zach Berry. So... If you think, and, and there's not many of you, I don't believe, but if you're one of those people that thinks, oh, they've got to sign Arch Manning, they've got to sign Arch Manning, quarterback recruiting for as long as Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss will be perfectly fine, regardless if the guy's last name is on the building or not. Uh, the, he will be able to sign quarterbacks. He'll be able to develop them. He'll get very, 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 very good ones, even if it's not a Manning. So if you're worried about, because some people are worried about his recruitment, don't be, because even if it's not him, it's going to be somebody that's really damn good. You've got a track record that shows it, and they're in this class. It seems like they're going to add another blue-chip quarterback to the room after Corral leaves. It's just going to be fine at that position, even if Arch isn't the guy, which I don't know if he will or will not be. Right, and if you are someone that is like actively worried about this, and I know you can do two things at once and worry about two things at once, but... This kind of goes back to what we have been talking about. Don't spend so much time worrying about the 2023 recruiting class when your team is currently ranked 13th in the country and has a chance to go to Alabama next week and potentially win. So there are, there are certainly bigger things to focus on in the immediate future before you start looking ahead to 2023. As big as the Manning name is. Of course. And, and I, I certain, I'm not shaming people. I understand how important that name is to your school. I mean, again, the name is on the building that the football team practices in. It's a big, big, big deal. 
Archie is being used as the voice of the renovation project. Like, Manning is synonymous with Ole Miss. I'm not saying that they shouldn't go all in, but they are going all in. Um, I'm not saying that it wouldn't it wouldn't suck to see a Manning go somewhere else again, because it would. However, if Lane Kiffin is still your football coach, the day Arch Manning puts that hat on his head, if it's not an Ole Miss hat, you don't have to worry. Because there's going to be someone that's really special that will be putting an Ole Miss hat on their head at some point. It's just 100%. going to happen that way. Yep. I think Lane Kiffin, he he makes up, I'll, I'll say it this way, if a guy is a four-star quarterback instead of a five, I think Lane Kiffin helps to elevate whoever that prospect is from a four to a five in his system if you give him time. So Look re- at Matt Corral. Exactly. Regardless of who is playing that position, I trust that Lane Kiffin elevates that player, whoever it is. Speaking of recruiting, IMG Academy is going to be playing a game at MRA, a, a private school here in the Jackson area here in a couple weeks. I may actually go to that. Really? Yeah. They're Why? not. Yeah, they're not playing MRA. With all due respect to MRA, I lived where my backyard essentially touched the outfield wall from the baseball field at MRA. I have good friends that attended MRA. It seems like a very nice place. What the hell is IMG doing coming to MRA to play a football game? I'm not sure. They're, it's IMG against. Well, hell, East. IMG scheduled Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> but they're at playing least the- MRA is a real place. <laughs> right. So them versus East St. Louis. I. It's two teams that have won. National championships, apparently. IMG, of course, has every five-star prospect in the history of college or high school football all of a sudden. So that may actually be really fun. I'm not well, typically it's a, it's a football uh, academy. Right. I'm not typically a huge like recruiting guy, but I, I do like watching those kind of high-profile games to see just how many of these kids are going to Power 5 schools. So I'll check that one out. Yeah, and October 22nd. MRA's got a guy that Ole Miss is in on that's been a state baseball commit, but... Uh, hasn't decided about his football destination yet. No, he can't play both in both places. However, the presumption was he was always going to state. That doesn't appear to be the case. Uh, anyway, IMG's also been in the news. Not football-related, but uh, this is all I'll say. Teacher-related? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I think you guys catch my drift by now. But anyway, Sounds that's a interesting. I'm, I'm, Chapel Hillish. Yeah, I kind of want to go check that out too. Now oh, that you, nope, now I'm you wrong. That. Not UNC. Related. No, not UNC. No, yeah. not that kind of. <laughs> nope. 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 Not free classes. <laughs> not 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 that teacher related. A little bit worse. Yep. Uh, a lot of bit worse. But yeah. So congrats to IMG. Um, hmm. I can't believe they had Bishop Sycamore on the schedule. That, IMG. That will Bishop go down as on one of the more wild stories in. Not sports history, but almost like sports academic crossover history. Just yeah. that the way that unfolded. Why I watched a little bit of the game and just noticed that these guys were so overmatched. And you know, it was it was during the hurricane, so I had to leave after like the first quarter to to come up here and do weather coverage that Saturday. But you know, just watching it all unfold in the days after that, I just could not believe that that's actually what happened. I couldn't either, and and that people fell for it. It's just uh, pretty mind-blowing. The podcast, by the way, is also uh, brought to you by absms.com. That's the website, Advantage Business Systems. If you are a, uh, a business or a decision-maker at your business anywhere in the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems can help you. It's an office technology solutions company. 
Uh, they started in Jackson, but they service the entire state. If you're in the market for uh, copiers and printers and mail machines or office technology, all the way down to uh, phones or cloud storage, data security, IT projects, anything like that. ABSMS.com is the website, and if you tell them we sent you, they'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment. They will service you anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Is there anything else we're missing? I know uh, you've got the commitment list in front of you. Ole Miss did get a commitment this week from a defensive player from Little Rock, Arkansas, who everybody does this, by the way. Everybody does this with any recruit that is ranked three-star or lower. However, the people that would know this kind of thing uh, seem to think that Ole Miss is getting a steal here with a really underrated recruit. The the coaches have seen him uh, work out in person, and when this staff is offering a kid after working out in person, that means that they actually believe that he can help them win and he is not a spot filler in a class. That's how they operate. Yeah, and you saw that with the the lineman from Florida who, again, was a three-star Preston guy. Cushman. Yeah, and and – the University of Florida was going after him really hard, and Ole Miss is able to pick up that commitment. Uh, the thing's loading right now, but I yeah, will true. find it. Centers, interior linemen don't get rated high. That's just kind of how it happens. Uh, Jalen White's his name. He's yeah, from Little Rock, is. Arkansas. Uh, he's listed at 6'3", 210. He's a big-bodied guy, but the people involved. Um, it says linebacker. Yesterday it said safety, actually, when, when he committed, so... It also says he plays, are kind of melding together. Yeah. It also said he played quarterback. I don't think he's being re- recruited to be a quarterback, but you never know. Cam Akers played quarterback in high school, too. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that, you know, somebody that uh, that covers Arkansas seems to think that Arkansas didn't want him. That's just, just not true. Um, one of those prospects that if they've seen him in person, they saw something. And so I'm not going to be that guy that says every three star is a sleeper and Patrick Willis was a two star or whatever. But when it's a when it's somebody that they've seen work out in person, this staff in particular, I've seen previous Ole Miss staffs offer kids just to fill classes that they knew weren't SEC players. This class doesn't do that stuff. So it's one of those kind of have faith in what you've seen from this staff before because what they do is only bring in players that they actually expect to contribute at some point, like actual SEC Especially players. Especially at this point in the process, yeah. too. You're not going to just throw out offers to fill a class in September. You would do that if you're starting to get towards signing day and you have a couple extra spots, throw one here or there. This is still the not early, early stages of, of this signing class, but it, you know there's still time to go with a lot more season to go. Yeah, and to these show guys kids. aren't in a hurry. Right. At all. So there you go. There's your Ole Miss news. That's it, really. I mean, nothing else going on aside from an off week and getting healthy and getting prepared for Alabama. A huge game next week. Huge game. And we'll talk about that all next week, especially after we get to see some of these other future opponents play as well. I mean, we're going to get a good look at State and LSU and Arkansas and Texas A&M. I don't know if Tennessee is... Going to prove anything other than the same, but hey, you know, we'll have all that to look forward to as well. Who's starting for Tennessee? Have they announced, or is it... Is if it's a, Joe Milton, they're doing a disservice to their own team. I think so, too. I I wonder if that's a... We're going to wait and try to... Nothing that they do is going to trick Florida or fool them in any way, shape, or form, but I imagine that they're trying to play that close to the vest for 
some reason. Yeah, well, uh, Joe Milton's terrible, <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy yourselves uh, this weekend. Enjoy the football, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.